0: what's going on guys welcome back to another episode of whiskey and war stories we are your host sergio jaime i'm q what's up gentlemen
1: what's up brother how we doing excellent pensive <laughs> that's, that's a big word <laughs> what'd you Pen- say pensive you mean pe- pensive would you say pensive or would you say pensive a little the word is pensive i think
2: sensitive and But if you're describing it, wouldn't you say you're pensive?
0: Pensive. Okay, yeah. Pensive. 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 I was was
1: right. It's pensive. pensive. You're pensive. But I'm (laughs) pentitiviting. All right. (laughs) (laughs) as customary.
0: (laughs) We like to dedicate each episode to a fallen hero. Today's episode is dedicated to Army Specialist Cody C. Grader. He was 20 out of uh, Springfield, or Spring Hill, Florida. Apologize assigned to the 407th Brigade Support Battalion, 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 82nd Airborne Division, out of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Army Specialist Cody Grader died July 29th in Baghdad of wounds sustained from enemy direct fire. So rest in peace, brother. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Cheers. Cheers to you, gentlemen. Clink, <laughs> clink, 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 clink. Cheers, clink, clink. Cheers brothers. Um, and today we are actually cheersing with a local bottle um, Jaime actually had the pleasure of meeting the owners and managers of this distillery that is local to us out of uh, Claremont, California and uh, Jaime is going to talk a little more about it before we introduce our next or our Yeah,
2: so this is probably one of the more special whiskeys that we've had here um, The distillery is uh, local to us here in Claremont mm-hmm. um, and they're fairly new. Um, it's called Evolve Distillery, and just a little backstory: I went there just recently with my brother. Um, took me there for uh, kind of a late birthday gift, um, and I had the chance to sit down with the owners, um, Renee uh, and Stephen I, 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 Juliar. I think I'm pronouncing mm-hmm. that right. Um, just really, really nice folks. Um, you know, we had some we had some really good samples of. Of their of their different alcohols they make and they specialize in in bourbon um, and I got the chance to taste their bourbon it's a hundred proof um, evolved distilling bourbon and I would have to say that it's probably one of the best or definitely better whiskeys I've ever tasted yeah um, very smooth for for a hundred proof mm-hmm. doesn't taste a hundred at no. all. No. no i was yeah yeah so um
0: i was gonna say especially for like new distilleries like yes coming out 100 that's that's it's very impressive yeah it took me by surprise
2: a very unique taste very very smooth i recommend anybody that's in the area to check out this distillery um it's located at 1420 north claremont boulevard suite 11a um go see the owner steven uh, renee uh, i think i'm saying that right maybe it's reina reina it's reina i'm sorry it is reina because i remember she said that um really nice people as a matter of fact we got to talking about the podcast with them and uh, they'd like to actually host one of our podcasts they're at the distillery um so you know we really appreciate the support yeah. i think we're gonna pay them a visit um yeah. you know th- this weekend and maybe uh, try yeah. to coordinate something with them but anyhow we did uh, get a bottle from them um so uh and it's delicious, really smooth and yeah. you know we want to thank them and give them a shout out yeah. so
0: cheers to them. Thank yeah. you guys at everyone at Evolve. Yeah. Thank you so cheers. much, thank you guys. Cheers. Mm-hmm. And uh our guest for today um he loved it so much the first time that he won a sloppy <laughs> seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we all love him but we hate him majority of the time. Yes.
3: This Corey be- Hostetter. What's up guys? What's
0: up? <laughs> Welcome back, brother. Hey,
3: thank you for having me. Thank this is, you. Yeah. This is-
0: so we're actually, uh, you know, I'm being little, gonna be a little transparent about this. We're, we're shooting from the hip, you know. Yeah. We we did we did have a, a a guest lined up, but um, you know, he he got busy with with work, so uh, couldn't make it to us, which is okay. Um, and we we're literally sitting in here, and we we're about to start, and we we're just like, well, then you know, I guess we can just start. And I was gonna go out there to go to the bathroom, and I remember that I hadn't seen Corey's truck pass by. And so that's when it hit me. I was like, oh, dude. I was like, yeah. he should still be out there. I was like, let me get him back in here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always wanted to get you back in here regardless. I think it just worked it, out perfectly and for he, us today.
2: <clears throat> and Corey, you, on the first podcast, you actually was our first guest, actually. That is right. Um, you were our first oh, guest. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, it was a
3: long time ago now. You guys have had a lot of success. Yeah, and, and
2: you you did so well, right? Like some people, are, they're more apprehensive when they speak. And you know, you did so on a podcast, as a, as a matter of fact, um, you guys have even started your own podcast, is that correct?
3: We have, It was, wow. uh, and it was after that first episode, um, kind of thankful talking to you guys and, and doing that, that we kind of decided to, uh, open up a gym podcast, um, not only talking about the gym, but also just kind of introducing different stories of people that are involved in the gym, uh, and a lot of that, like I said, a lot of that came from the podcast with you guys. So, um, kind of having hearing different stories and perspectives and things like that. So, well,
0: hey man, we appreciate you. And uh, well, what's what's your podcast? What's the podcast? You know, name? It is the
3: GSA PSA. So if you guys <laughs> on what's the Spotify, PS- what's the PSA stand for? Public Service Announcement. I like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
3: So you know we'll, we'll we'll touch on uh we'll get some guests on there talk about different stories in the gym. We talk about the uh, CrossFit dilemma of the day, which Mm -hmm. is fun on there. So, you know, little things that people do in classes that drive people nuts. We'll we'll kind of address it. Cutting reps, things like that. I was going to say, the first
2: thing that comes to my
0: mind is
2: cheating.
3: (laughs) So there you go. We'll we'll talk (laughs) about some things like that that people don't like to talk about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's taboo in CrossFit.
3: (laughs) Yeah, but we talk about it. It's it's
2: It's, like, right? I'm like, if there's anything that like literally pisses me off, gets his goat. (laughs) It's... It's the cheating. Dude. Well,
0: it's funny because even the last episode that just dropped, the dilemma of the day was uh, was late members. You know, notorious
3: peop- showing up late. Yeah,
0: just showing up, not even doing the the warm ups or anything like that. Mm, so. One
2: one name in particular comes to <laughs> mind.
3: But hey, before before, before we move on, on, I'm not going to point people. Out. <laughs> I do want to say that I think this was one of the quickest turnarounds that I've ever seen. Jaime, a few episodes ago was so upset that nobody got back to him in the whiskey and the bourbon department that is
0: true and now <laughs> look at that look That's mama amazing. we made it we, right? okay we were, we're getting posted we, <laughs> at the at the uh, <laughs> distillery we were the rejected ugly duckling <laughs> only, <laughs> look at us
1: now it only look took a few now, weeks taking claremont by the storm <laughs> <laughs> I, I admit
2: though you you were right q I I I took a little too far. I probably should have, right? I don't know. You know I what? I should I should have crawled before I. Learned. Brother,
0: I I I love your drive. Of wanting to get the you know, ambition, the yeah, the ambition behind it, of, you know, the tenacity of being like, yeah, we're gonna do this,
3: reach for the stars. But
0: <laughs> hey, we're here now, and, and we got we got evolved distillery. So uh, you know, I'm excited to go check them out and yeah. uh and you know get to meet them because, like you said, you met them. Mm-hmm. Um So this weekend, hopefully, we'll be able to go out there and you know just kind of and, and you know what I'm, with them.
2: I'm because you're such a good friend to me, Q. I'm actually gonna buy all of your drinks tomorrow at the, the distillery. No, don't. And it, it, well, <laughs> hold on. It's a, it's a one drink minimum. So,
3: <laughs> so. <laughs> I got you tomorrow. Hey, whatever
2: drink you want, I got. <laughs> that's fair. That's what fair. a guy. What a guy. <laughs> yeah.
0: What a guy. You know. Um, but uh, actually speaking about uh, you know, the fitness podcast or the gym podcast and whatnot. Um. One of the things that I I definitely wanted to touch on, especially with you, is, uh, is, is mental health and, and, and the correlation between that and, and fitness. Um, you know, I think as veterans, we see this, uh. This kind of trend happening where a lot of guys get out of the military and they let themselves go. You know, they pack on a lot of weight. And I can only say this because I was one of those. Um got out at one seventy five and the heaviest I got to was two thirty five, two forty. Yeah. So yeah, I ballooned. Um You were butterball. Yeah, dude. I was a little gorgeous, dude. Jeez. Um <laughs> and so I I ended up realizing that there for me at least, there was a heavy correlation between uh my mental well-being and my fitness level at the time i've you know now that i look back at it um when i was at my heaviest uh dude i was not in a good mental space i was depressed you know dealing with a bunch of anxiety and it wasn't until i hit the you know i found the gym and and uh and i feel like i'm, I'm doing you know doing a lot better now you know we still deal with our issues here and there but um just kind of wanted to get a taste with you guys, see, see, you know how you guys felt about that situation.
2: Yeah. And I think it's, I think it's not just military. I think it's, I think it's first responders too. I think mm-hmm. that absolutely, typically speaking, and Corey, you can obviously attest to this. You know, as when you're younger in your career, and you know, first, it's probably firefighters too, police officers, whatever. Um, you you have like a fitness regiment, right? Because you're young, you're just. You're just starting your career. You want to look good, and as you progress through your career, you kind of that kind of falls by the wayside, right? And you know, we've seen cops and firemen that are like overweight and obese, and you're like, oh my god, this guy looks like a fucking soup sandwich in his uniform. Mm-hmm. So it's you know, I think it's for for the first responder profession as well that you know we talk about that as well.
0: Would you Would you guys say? And I guess you know, I'll, I'll shoot this towards you, Corey. Do you think? Well, one, what are your thoughts behind why that happened? And two, do you think complacency has a big key in it?
3: Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think you hit it on the head there. I think complacency is a big thing. Um, but I think a lot of times for me, especially with first responders that I can talk about, is when you get – everyone handles stress a little bit differently. So I think when you – obviously, when you start out your career, you're in the academy. Um, and in the academy, you're – I mean I assume it's fairly close to like a boot camp feel for mm-hmm. um for military where it's like you're doing the fitness all the time that's part of your training is to do mm-hmm. fitness and then as soon as you get out, it's not like there's yearly quals fitness-wise for law enforcement. Your fitness qual is basically the time that you have to do a foot pursuit or you have to do something and whether or not you can handle it or you have to be the guy after 10 steps. It's like, that. Ah, never mind. That's the yeah. last scene in the area of this, and that's all I got for you. Well,
0: what do they say? You, you might be able to outrun a cop, but you can't outrun a radio?
3: Yeah, that's – I mean – but there's a lot of – I mean – I've been. I was only in it for a few years, and there was there were officers that refused to do foot pursuit. So if somebody took off, they would immediately just go to the radio and not move. And it was like, to me, that's not. I mean, a good representation. Yeah. Um, but I think that does happen a lot.
0: So you you mentioned something right now um, uh, when it talks about yearly quals. Yeah. Um, when I was in the army, uh, we had uh, PT tests. Every six months. Mm-hmm. So every six months you're testing and uh what you know. was
1: it? Was it like you were on a little bike? What were you doing?
3: You just what to, was your PT test? You Had to
1: breathe under a glass. What, 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 <laughs> it? what did you guys do in the army? Did you? Just <sighs> <laughs> They're trying
0: to be funny. I know. They're trying to be funny. Oh, look at us! We have to do pull-ups, Ooh. elliptical um,
1: for five minutes. No, it's not stupid. Peloton. They have the peloton. But, oh <laughs> yes. <that's laughs> right.
0: I was in the army, not the air force. There's a difference. There is a difference. Okay. I, digre- right? I digress. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> I digress. All right. Um. No, for the army it was. Uh, it was uh, the the use of the push-ups. Uh, sit-ups two mile runs you had to hit a certain number between a certain time like 60 60 seconds
1: what's the number (laughs) well it
0: depended on your age your age kind of dictated on on what your range was so for me getting out of active at 25 i think it was yeah 25 i think i had to hit 62 sit-ups in 60 seconds um i think it was like 40 something push-ups in 60 seconds and then your your two mile run had to be under like 15 minutes or something like that i i can't and you remember. got
1: 300 a perfect PFT. oh god no. no 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 if you hit those oh yeah, yeah. if you hit those numbers you get you get the 300 wow. score um, and i forget
3: the name of it but i think the police academy has one of those tests it's Oh, not yeah. like, I mean maybe I Yeah like a PFT Physical
2: There physical you go PFT so, um,
0: And you're right It does go
2: by It does go by age <clears throat> so Just like for Someone like Let's say Sergio's age I want to
1: see Like get like a day To finish it or <laughs> 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 I was like yeah He's gonna He's on my side <laughs> <laughs> <Bastard>. <laughs> they, they
0: give him a little walker To finish the <laughs> <laughs> that, thank you, Jaime. I appreciate you for that one. Uh, and, but anyway, go, going back to that, um, so the military has that they they you know they they live and die by PT tests. Yes. Um, now, do you think that that's something that that law enforcement and even uh, firefighters <laughs> that that's something that they need to implement?
3: Yeah, I, I would love to go back and forth with you, Jaime, on this one because this is actually so my upbringing, my childhood. Um, like I said, my dad was a police chief, uh, basically. Uh, he's part of admin since I was 10 years old, so he was kind of working his way up the ranks. And one of his big things when he was growing up, uh, especially as like a sergeant, is he actually did a bunch of research and reports and tried to make that part of the department to have like physical fitness, just be more present within law enforcement Mm -hmm. to not let it become this abandoned concept once you get out of the academy to actually make people have to do PT or be a part of it. Um, I don't have all the specifics on it, but that was kind of like one of his major things that he did when he was in uh, law enforcement. And for me, I think that is vital because the the departments that I had the pleasure of working for, when you got towards – admin sometimes it was like physical fitness was like non existent. Yeah. And as a young cop obviously you're just kind of you know minding your P's and Q's and trying to get your work done but seeing that as your leadership in your department at the same time is also kind of like eh, like, why are you letting yourself go? Like what what is it that I don't know? Like why is this yeah. happening to you?
0: Well you, you see that in the military too. Um, I remember you know seeing The higher-ups first sergeants you know pretty much anyone from like e6 going up usually they would sign off on their you know their buddies you know pt cards and oh yeah you pass or whatever and and usually the higher-ups were the heavier guys things like that um but uh to to hymen and Corey, why don't you think that that hasn't been that hasn't been implemented in law enforcement
2: I'm sure there's probably some laws that have to do with, like, discrimination or something, right? Because everything is just kind of so touchy-feely with that. But that's not unique. Like, my department doesn't require you to have a a, a physical fitness test. And if you don't pass this test, then you have to be put on some type of, you know, ancillary assignment until you become up to par. That's Mm -hmm. not just my – that's everywhere. Right, right. It's not like the military, right? Although we are a paramilitary organization, it's not like that. However, I will say this, and I will credit this – to, to, to you, Corey, in the gym, that um, within the past several months uh, on my SWAT team, you know, during our, our trainings, um, we always just had a, a day pack with like training, right, shooting and movements and all kinds of stuff that we would do. But we never, in, in, our, in as long as I've been on that team, and I've been on that team for about 15 years, we've never done physical fitness as part of our regime. We just started doing that, I'd like to say, at the end of last year. So we do that every training now. And every training, my workouts that, that I give to the team, that, that I write for the team, come from GSA. Perfect. <laughs> they come from you. Perfect. And, and let me tell you what. This is a true story. And it's just, like a, it's just like the gym and it's just like the Marine Corps, why they're so successful. We said this before, right, that my team has bonded exponentially. In the last seven or eight months, because we have done the physical fitness, and every time we do it, everybody dreads it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a fucking what? Every day we're like, oh god, mm-hmm. but at the end of it, right? We're like, we feel good about it, right? Like we all look at each other, we fist bump, and we all look at each other, and we all got the same sweaty ass expression, mm-hmm. and we're all dying, but you know what? We're doing it together though, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what we do. With with my team when we train is we beat the shit out of ourselves and when we're done with it we all got the same face and it literally has bonded us together and i always have like this after pt we this little group thing and i'm like hey you know this is look around we, we do this because it bonds us it's like crossfit it's like the military right like the reason they're so successful is because everybody sweats bleeds cries dies together yeah gets up and they do it all over again right yeah and we've become so close on my team because I've adopted a lot of the principles that we do here that you've, you know, you base your CrossFit gym off of. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm so thankful for it because it, like, literally has bought us closer in the last 15 years I've been on that team than it ever has before. Yeah. Um, and, and now it's part of our regime. It's part of our training regime going forward. And it will always be, even when I leave that team, it will be a part of that team's regime going forward that we will always have. You know, we do CrossFit workouts, it's like CrossFit style workouts, like, you know, yeah. just like we do, this like we do here, you know, it's, you know, we had that farmer carry one that we was like <laughs> 70, you know, if you do, you you drop the farmer carries at the 400, you got to do pushups. We did that <laughs> on my last training and people were like dying. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were dying. But I mean, at the end of it, do we all felt so freaking good about it? And
3: and like, it's always the simple ones that are always the ones that hurt the most too. We're yeah, all like, dude, Oh, this yeah. is going to be fine today. Yeah, and then all of a sudden um, it's yep. not fine
0: anymore. I, I remember there was one wad um and it was more like a cardio i think it was one where it was like the three stations it was the skier the row and then like you finished off with a bike and it was literally like three minutes (laughs) like three minutes of working out but i remember yeah Yeah. yes acid bath there dude i remember finishing that i'm like why do I feel like this? Like, I'm pretty sure I'm dying. <laughs> like no. my body is shutting down. Um, but you touched on something, Jaime, that I kind of want to, you know, dive into as well. And, 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 uh, you were saying with your team, how you introduce, you know, Watt style workouts for them. And at the end, you guys are fist bumping, you know, things like that. And we've always we've said this numerous times on the podcast where it's, you know, misery loves company. Um, I think that's what really brings people together. Um, so, before I had to start a CrossFit, I've just done like the regular 24 hour things like that. And so when I first started coming to CrossFit, I remember the first couple workouts, at the end of the workout, everyone was like fist bumping each other. And I'm like, why are you like, I'm pissed off because I'm dying right now. Like, why are you fist bumping me? Like, I don't, I don't want to, no, get away from me, you know, kind of thing. But the more I started doing it, the more I realized, I'm like, oh, dude, like, yeah, we're all sucking together. Like, yeah, this is. Yeah. like it like it, it truly brings you you know closer and uh you know you you build this bond with the people that you're literally in the suck with That you're just like oh. like we survived <laughs> we did it you know and the thing that i like about crossfit especially is that you know it doesn't matter if you finish first or if you finish last you know as long as you finished okay. everyone's still like hey good stuff dude mm-hmm. you know way to get it
1: i, um, I got a question if the fire part, if the fire department has physical fitness tests, why don't the cops do?
0: I don't think they have
3: physical fitness tests, do. They? Uh, I,
1: Mario was t- telling me he had to do like cardio test, and um, I
3: don't know what theirs is. Um, I can ask a buddy of mine too, but I know even for them, like they're they work technically longer shifts, but they get paid for their time to like. I mean, they get paid for what they may have to do, essentially. So it's mm-hmm. not like they're working the full shift. They're, they get to sleep. They get to eat. They get to work out and exercise. So I know they do that um, on their teams as they do. Mm-hmm. That was probably the nicest I've been towards fire. Because yeah, I was going that, that was very nice of you. I know, if Lee was standing <laughs> there, it would have been different, but I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I actually had a question, too, and maybe more towards Jaime, because you've done deal, dealt with both. Do you think that the the brotherhood in the military is a little tighter than the brotherhood in law enforcement? Yeah, of course. And the reason I asked that is because, I mean, I almost feel like it, even being in both and from, I came up with like high level soccer coming up. So we would go through like strenuous CrossFit style workouts and stuff and it would bring us closer. And I feel like that is kind of what's missing in law enforcement a little bit is the brotherhood that you're talking about, like with your SWAT workouts and maybe it's not just workouts in general, but things like that to bring teams closer. I feel like sometimes it's a little more independent in law enforcement. And then when I hear you guys talk about military and it's like 10 years later, these guys are still my brothers and sisters and everything mm. like that. So,
2: yeah. And the reason for that is because uh, and I, I was active, maybe a little bit different for, for reservists, but, um, and we were all active here, is that they're literally like your like your brothers. Yep. And I say mm-hmm. brothers because at the time I didn't have any females in my platoon. Mm-hmm. So brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. you know, but my yeah. experience as brothers is you literally live with them every day. Mm-hmm. You eat, sleep, shit, like, you know, you sleep in a bunk, you know, you sleep in the same room where like there's, three, you know, either two or three Marines in there and you guys mm-hmm. have like a Jack and Jill bathroom with the next two or three Marines. So you, see these people every day every single day and i went to combat with these people on three different tours and i see them every single day right so you you go through everything that you would go through with a sibling i i, I don't know if you have siblings or not a yeah,
3: couple half sisters
2: so <laughs> it's like right it's like growing up with with, with siblings right like my brother we grew up and we just fought with each other all the time, right? Because we just see each other every day, so like you get sick of them, and you, then you play video games with them. You laugh, you cry, you joke with them, you fight again, but then because you're there with them, you you know you manage to make up, and you always have, you know you have a good bond. It's that differs from the police bummer right? Because we don't sleep like in the we're not we don't yeah. rack with these guys at the end of the <clears> day. Like we go, you know, we go ten eight. We you know start our shift, and you know we work maybe a ten hour shift, a twelve hour shift, whatever you work and then let's just say fucking me and you me and you work together right Q and I get sick of you we'll do at the end of my shift I go home to my family mm-hmm. or whatever right not, not in the service right we just <laughs> do, we go right back to the barracks, to the barracks. and whatever right, problem yeah. we had hey we address it yeah, right and most of the time in those scenarios it's through fist fights mm-hmm. but what happens afterward you become best friends dude you become best friends you sit yeah. there you break a beer together and that builds yeah. a bond right L- that like literally builds a bond and what I've also noticed too in in law enforcement is what draws people together is when they're in critical incidents together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's what draws people together. And I, and I've seen bonds like in the Marine Corps in law enforcement with people that have been through really traumatic experiences, got like shootings or like just something really wild Mm -hmm. that you, 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 you in those, in those traumatic times, you bond with people.
3: Yeah, and it's like and it's to a minor scale kind of like what I think you talked about with the SWAT guys and starting to do these high intensity workouts is these workouts are traumatic to a much minor level. You yes. might feel like right. you're going to die or something like that during <laughs> the workout. But when you go through those, that's the same thing afterwards where you're like, you, you have this bond with somebody cause you both went through something so tough. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's a, it's compared to a critical incident. It's much more minor, but it still has that feel of like, we just went through something and it's kind of accomplished now that we got out of it on the other side. So yeah. I, that's something I wish I, that, would be implemented more when it comes to like the law enforcement side. Um, I mean, not just coming from obviously like a a pretty active and um, physical fitness background, but I think it is. I think that would be something very beneficial if they could somehow figure that out Mm -hmm. to be able to let that happen.
0: And and mind you, for those listening, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want those who, you know, weren't or yeah never been in the military to think that, you know, Everyone in the military is in top-tier shape Because even though we work out every day Or we worked out every day We did have some, you know, some (laughs) sandbaggers And some some heavy set guys So I think as much as, yeah, you know, implementing could help um, I think it also falls on the person as an individual If they're going to go out there And they're actually going to put in, you know, the work to stay in physical fitness Um, Because, you know, I see it, you know, for example, Kyle, you know The dude is more admin now. Mm -hmm. The guy's a
3: monster. (laughs) The
0: guy is a monster. He is Mm -hmm. in incredible shape. Mm -hmm.
3: Um, And I'll give him a shout out. If you guys didn't know, he just had uh, knee surgery. mm -hmm. uh, I want to say like two weeks ago now or maybe a little bit more than that because I was gone. But he – for the last two, three weeks, he has been in here with his – Boot his cast yeah. on his knee yeah. and he's been doing the workouts and <laughs> I hope that doesn't get you in trouble Kyle but <laughs> <laughs> worker's comp. he's been he worker's cop <laughs> worker's cop <laughs> we're gonna have to edit work that ed- out d- dude no. his
2: command staff is listening to this right now
3: they're <laughs> like what the well, sitting down, working out, not using his knee. yeah, 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 yeah. He's um, not using his knee yeah. at all. Credit, credit to him for yeah. still being active.
2: Do you, I'm also an admin assignment. queue. Do you also say that about me when I don't when I'm not around your presence? Do oh you yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, of course I do, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. He he
2: uh, he is in my dealings with him. I don't know him too well, but just in passing here, and I'm aware where he works at. Um, God, these guys are these guys are like studs, man. It's, yeah.
3: And, and, and from an outside, outside perspective, like, that's something that I take into account when I deal with, like, admin, right? So, like, even talking with you and talking with Kyle, talking with Tony. Um, yeah, like, Tony's another one. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. – there's another level of respect almost when you guys come in – physically fit, dedicated to not just the intelligent side of law enforcement or military, but also dedicated to the craft of your fitness level. And even if you don't feel like you're at the fitness level that you want to be at or should be at, the fact that you still come in so often and dedicate time to it, there's a respect factor for someone like me who's um, either like early in law enforcement or just younger, whatever you want to call it, that is, I respect that out of everybody still that does that. Well, who was, (sighs) damn it, who was it?
0: There was there was a, a, a retired law enforcement. I can't remember who it was. What his name is? Um, but he was on. Joe. He was on. He was on a, a pretty big podcast, and they were actually talking about you know fitness and being in law enforcement and things like that. And uh, and he was he was talking about that. He's like, you know, how could you sit there and ask for respect from you know? lower enlisted so to speak lower officers um looking like a you know a shit bag yeah so to speak you know how how can you really gain their respect when you can't even if if it really came down to it if you had a march you know head first into a firefight you probably couldn't even make it 10 steps mm-hmm. into it you know,
1: I, I got a question how when you guys get promoted does it does that even have a factor in it how much you could run how much you could shoot you're telling me there's no what in the world
3: (laughs) Uh, and and that's that's i mean for me growing up too like always having the highest respect for the military and law enforcement and everything like that's what for me i consider military and law enforcement to be like the best of us so like the strongest guys the smartest guys Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff like the high respected officials like, you need to dress the nine, especially, like, imagine, like, the, the 80s and 70s, like, pictures of law enforcement, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, you wanted the best of us. You were dressed to the nine. You were the, the public, respected you simply by your command presence, by the way that you looked. And I feel like now it's a little different. I mean, I know the times are changing and things mm-hmm. like that, but it's just – it it doesn't have that same effect. Maybe I'm older now and I just know a lot more <laughs> of the behind the scenes, but – it's, it's It hasn't been so much of like the holding yourself to that highest standard. Yeah, I all have the
2: a theory about that, but Q, I know you want to say something.
3: Oh, well, I, I was just going to say that. that It's
0: it's very true because if you look back to your guys' military time, um, at least I can say for myself, usually the guy that was wearing the 8-up uniform, you know, blouses tore up, stained, faded, things like that, he wasn't usually the high speed guy. He wasn't usually the guy you'd go for, and you'd know that. Okay, I need, you know, I need you to take care of X, Y, and Z. Um, he was usually the guy that was known in the unit as the shitbag, the
1: bird. Just, just, just call him the bird, <laughs> the bird.
0: Sure, the bird. Um, so yeah, that, that that makes perfect sense. Um, you know, if if you're if you're willing to let go of the smallest details you know you're willing to let go of
3: yeah i mean like let's be honest i mean it it might sound vain or it might sound difficult to hear but the first thing that you see is somebody's physical appearance before mm-hmm. they open their mouth and no you know are yeah. intelligent or whatever yeah and if you're somebody coming in and you don't look <laughs> you don't look strong or you don't look intelligent or you don't look anything that's the first thing someone's yeah. going to see out of you so yeah. i think that's kind of important yeah.
2: i i don't actually don't think that's vain at all um so my, my theory on that is you're spot on, Corey, is, is there's there's a difference in, in, in the generations between police officers, right? Like if you look at a lot of the old photos of cops, a lot of them were like really big, like they were bodybuilders mm-hmm. or like they were just in incredible shape. And my theory behind that is – and I'm, I'm probably – I'm circling the area. I'm probably pretty close to it. Is it back then, right – Law, enforce, law enforcement was different, right? Mm-hmm. You, the cops back then, it was like there was some discipline that was handed out, you know, <clears throat> and and uh, people respected the cops. And dude, even the cops respected like the criminals, right? They were like, Absolutely. look, if you fight with us, you gonna get the business, bro." <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Just like it's just right. If you try to hurt me, yeah. you gonna get hurt. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't like it wasn't an excessive thing. It was just that's how business was ran, right? People respected cops for that. And and cops got in a lot of a lot of scuffles back then, man. Mm-hmm. And they and they realized that. They're like, man, I need to be cream of the crop. Right. I need to be peak mm-hmm. performance, right? So that when I go out there and I get in a scuffle and I get in a fight and my backup is a minute away, which in law enforcement terms is eternity, mm-hmm. right? When you're in a fight, I need to I need to handle my own. Right, so back then, you, you did see a lot of cops that were like tailored uniforms, tight, like just look mm-hmm. good, man. Like I got old photos of cops; I love looking at them because they're like all of them are like just big guys, like swole or just mm-hmm. in really incredible shape. As you know, now we have gone from the era of of you know uh, being that hardcore um, knuckle draggers, so to speak, right? To now, we want our cops to be more educated, which is good. It's good to have educated cops. Educated cops. We want them to be counselors, and everything is like glove service now, right? So we've gotten away from that era where it's like we're we're you know we're 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 going out there and we're getting in fights, and yeah. they they're that's all they they don't want that anymore for cops. Instead of throwing
0: hands, you're throwing knowledge.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and I get it. I get it. You know, I I get it. I, I'll I'll keep my personal. um my personal thoughts about that out but uh i get i get i get why why they want this i get why they want this white glove service and, and yeah so you see now you, you do see um you know you don't see so much super fit cops anymore
0: um but i think it's even like those that are outside of law enforcement can almost see it and just you know i was i was watching a documentary and in the documentary there's uh there's like uh they're showing clips of like a courtroom and uh this this freaking cop that's part of the courtroom or whatever dude this guy was massive massive oh my bro like how could you get to your duty belt like that is like dude he was huge but i'm like like you know at least for me and grand i i got a lot of respect for law enforcement um bro if i see a big cop like that i'm like dude like, bro, like I, I would, if I were to get pulled over by you, I'd be like, hey, foot race. If
3: I beat you, <laughs> well, I get out of the ticket. And, that, and that's, that's my opinion. And like, and that's, that's kind of, I think that's a lot of people's opinions and whether or not they share it is like, to me, if, if I was a criminal and I see somebody get out of a car and talk to me like that, that's almost inviting me right. to be like, all right, I'm going to go hands on. Cause I can absolutely whoop this guy. Yeah. ass and you, you can give the white glove service but if your are first the like i said my first encounter with you if i don't have a little bit of respect by looking at you or thinking like that you could do something to me or something like that you're not going to survive
0: it's a, it's like that one clip off super bad you know obviously this is a satire but it's when when Seth goes into the market to steal the <laughs> bottle of liquor and he passes by the security guard and the security guard's like a big guy and he's walking by he's like i hope piggy can run <laughs> <laughs> it's like that you know because i'm like dude if i see a big guy i'm like it, it you know i granted i can't I, I got good sprints in me i don't have long <laughs> distance running so let me let me clarify that is is i can you know 40 yard dash dude i could burn some people but uh um long distance no way but that's my thing is like i see these big guys and i'm like bro like I'm a big dude or big ish dude, and my knees and my ankles kill me. I was like, I can't even imagine your knees and ankles.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it's just, to me, it's it's like, it's a matter of respect, right? And then they, this is this term <laughs> that they always use from like day one of the academy. They say complacency kills, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Think about this, right? Let's, let's talk about CrossFit settings, right? Imagine if you saw Corey, right? Or Eric, right? Because Eric's a stud, right? Imagine you see Eric or Corey walk in. Dude, they're all fat and nasty, and they're trying to tell, like, lead a workout, right? They're like, they're the coach for the workout. And you're like, dude, can you imagine like, listening yeah. to a coach that's like, super overweight and you're like, bro, you can't even. You're telling us. You're coaching us well, to do all these burpees, bro. You can't even do a burpee yeah. yourself. That's like, like
0: the saying. What is it? Don't take advice from a fat trainer. <laughs> yeah. like, you see? <laughs> and,
3: and they do in, like, in complacency. And then along with that, the first thing you learn for the most part in the police academy, I assume it's the same thing is command presence, yes. whether that's with the way that you speak, the way that you dress, your actions in and out of work is command presence. And the first part of that is your appearance, which is why you do those class A inspections, which is why you, you make sure everything is to the nine, dressed mm-hmm. like everything looks good. That also goes with your body, not just your dress. So if yeah. I feel like if you can't uphold those standards, you're starting to bring that scale down of like the respect for law enforcement is dropping and it's starting with yourself to me.
0: Yeah, no, and I and I agree. Yeah. Um uh I, I did want to kind of touch a little more on the the mental health side and, and fitness. And granted, I feel like you've been in fitness your entire life, not saying that you don't deal with any mental health issues or anything like that. Um but I guess you guys that have been around law enforcement and seeing the bigger guys um have you seen you know were you guys able to tell that usually the bigger guys mentally just weren't you know we're dealing with something a little heavier depression things like that
3: um I, i can say that for sure and even for myself i i definitely gained i think i gained out of the academy within i don't know six to nine months i probably put on 30 pounds 30 to 40 pounds when i got out of the academy because I had gone from CrossFit competition shape, I went into the academy and I was one of the rare ones that like gained a little bit of weight in the academy because <laughs> I was used to doing three to four hours of workout and I had actually gained a little bit and then out of the academy, the, the, the stress, uh, not knowing how to deal with the stress initially um, and then just being fatigued all the time working graveyards and stuff, exercise went to the back burner. And it just continued down that rabbit hole until mm. I finally saw, I was like, I think I started the academy at like 175, 180. And I think by the time I decided to make a change, I was probably like 220, oh, 215. Damn. And I was like, this ain't me anymore. So I got to figure something out. Damn. So stress. It definitely happens though. And stress is yeah. a big part of it. Too. Stress
1: gets you. I mean, it's mm. a sleeper. You think you're you're dealing with it and you go to a workout or yeah. how, how you were doing and then you miss a workout and then... You missed another one. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I've been, I've been through that. I mean, yeah. You guys are yeah. the ones that text me like, hey, where the hell are you at, fucker? Yeah. You know, so yeah.
3: But I absolutely up. did notice that too, though. Mental health wise, mm-hmm. the, the more that kind of went on and I didn't have that escape or that kind of like 30 minutes to an hour to myself to just get my heart rate up and kind of mm-hmm. get out of breath. Um, I, I definitely experienced some more like depression um i don't know just i kind of like was isolated almost like Mm. i didn't feel the need to want to talk to anybody um i mean relationship wise friendship wise um even my family and stuff i just kind of stayed in my lane and was kind of in a spot of depression for a little while Mm. yeah it always makes you feel better i I think
1: we all come across that though oh yeah we don't i don't think we may realize it the way you're describing it I'm like oh shoot That's me sometimes I'm like oh, mm-hmm. that, that makes sense Yeah that Makes sense
0: I think the scary part though Is Is when You do go through that That bout of Depression Anxiety Things like that um, That for whatever reason Even though Working out Usually tends to help us And get us out of that Kind of State of mind um, The depression Almost tells you To do the opposite You know it says No Just you know lay down relax you know you don't don't have to go work out yeah Yeah. you know just chill do this um and so i just find the mind very intriguing in that sense where it's like we know the answer to help us or at least to help me is to go work out is to you know uh freaking go go earn my dopamine in the in the gym but when i do go through my little bouts of depression my mind is telling me otherwise and it's like nah, you don't have to you -hmm. don't have to
3: and it's okay. short term. Like I think, it, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it comes to like we give in to those short term mm. demons, so to say, where mm-hmm. it's like, you know, in the long run, eat good, do fitness and like things will go well for you. Mm-hmm. But then you get to like your Friday, Saturday nights and it's like you're mixing in too much alcohol or it's like, well, that Taco Bell sounds real good at 11 o'clock p.m and the short-term satisfaction starts to mm. kick in where it's, like, obstructing you from your long-term goals.
0: You know what, Corey? We brought you on as a guest, not as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> all right? But it's different because
3: because it's, it's all about, like, the moderations, right? Yeah. And it's like, I mean, when you have a, a glass of whiskey or you do something like that and you drink a little bit, you need that. Because, mm-hmm. like, if you deprive yourself from it forever, I mean, you're always just going to want to get it. Mm-hmm. But if you have it in moderation, that's different. Mm-hmm. It kind of keeps you on your path. Yeah. And... I think a lot of times that's what we do is we end up going too much into the short-term things that we want mm, and then we just start saying. neglecting the eat right fitness things like okay, that and it's that too late sense.
1: i like how you say eat right but some of us don't have the eat right mentality or the sleep right and some of us just can't sleep
0: yeah yeah
1: so real quick Mr.
0: you cold cold yeah
1: am i cold yeah no i'm Stop staring at his <laughs> nipples. Okay. Well, <laughs> it's, 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 I wasn't staring at that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: no, I was going to say the controllers over there. If you want, to oh, turn no. it off.
2: Um, why we're on this? The sleep.
1: I want. I want to know the sleep. This. Thing this path. Day.
2: Yeah, I can't sleep, but that's not what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> the 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 whole mental health thing and the fitness thing where it ties in for me is here's what here's what bothers me. Right. Is why I why I believe in the, the the fitness right, and I have a fitness regimen right. I, I I come here regularly. I go to the gym across the street now, um, but I've always yes, right? <laughs> I've always had like a fitness for for the longest time right. Yeah. And I'm by no means am I an, a CrossFit athlete, but I I just I, I try to stay in shape. Is there's the fitness aspect and there's a the mental health aspect, and let me explain that to you right. A lot of cops, they'll work 30 years, like 30 years is our retirement, right? They'll work 30 years and a lot of them die within the first like five years. It's is a common thing, right? Cops will die th- in the first like five years after they retire. And dude, when I hear that, and I know cops that have done that, that have died like that first few years after retirement and I hate hearing those because I'm like, man, these guys will work this stressful career, right? And then they 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 die right away mm-hmm. and there's like there's two reasons for this, right? Number one is you go through the whole career dealing with ups and downs. It's like you go from 100 miles an hour to zero right away. Dude, that, that, that's a lot. Like your body, it's it's dangerous for your body to do that, yeah. right? And after 30 years, it's very dangerous for your body to do it. And then you retire one day and it's all over. It's like, have you ever heard those stories of like people that live to like 100 years old, mm-hmm. 100, 100, 100, and they're still like walking, right? Yeah. But every day they smoke a cigarette. Or they like drink a glass of like beer, <laughs> beer or wine, or like so. And their doctors tell them, "Don't stop doing that." Yeah. Because the minute you stop doing that, what's gonna happen? Yeah. You're gonna fucking die. Yeah. Right. Because your body can't handle yeah. that sudden shock of not having that anymore. Right. And it's kind of like that with cops, right? They're like they deal with all this stress, and then one day they retire, and it's all over. They no ha- They no longer have it anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Think about that, so that's something I'm gonna have to contend with when I retire, right? Because my career has been ups and downs, highs and lows, stressful situations, not stressful situations, 100 miles an hour to zero in a a matter of seconds. I'm gonna have to deal with that. Compound that, right, with people that that live, that have a, a, that go through their profession, and they're unhealthy, Mm -hmm. they're fat, right? So not only now are you dealing with the mental health aspect, right, (laughs) you have to figure Mm -hmm. out hopefully you don't die because your body can't adjust to you no longer having stress because you had it for the last 30 years and now you shut it off but now you have to deal with the fact that you're fat yeah right and you're now you're physically dealing with that and you're mentally dealing with it right and it's a lot for the body to handle and it just shuts down right it just stops dude i don't want to be that statistic bro i don't want to work 30 fucking years and die within my first five years like i didn't work for that to happen
0: yeah i Mm -hmm. worked
2: to retire and travel and do this and and still maintain a
0: healthy lifestyle and i gonna be here like three times a day after 49. he retires mm. just, hey bro i just saw you like an hour ago Morning and night Then I'm gonna drink whiskey okay. There you
3: go There you go He's gonna be the one That the reason that I have Like a 24 hour gym So that I can come in And bodybuild At like 2 o'clock in the morning And can't sleep Go to the gym That's actually what he should do Instead of baking bread put and- a oh,
2: I
0: Just put me on blast
2: dude. Okay I couldn't sleep I was baking bread And making peanut butter balls At midnight the other day
0: Man. But uh Um i actually do want to touch on something though you know you're talking about military careers and whatnot and you you saw it with your dad too um do you think that's why they start shifting a lot of uh officers into the admin side of things just to get them away from that high stress kind of stuff just to kind of get them ready for to retire kind of thing not have to deal with the cortisol dumps that they're dealing with
3: no i mean i mean Jaime can speak to it a lot better than i can um but i feel like it's it's just leadership when you start going to admin right Mm -hmm. i mean obviously when you promotions and stuff mean more money so the goal is after you start working you just you keep promoting and it becomes a a leadership role it becomes you get more money out of it and things like that and that's always a big goal but i don't feel like it i feel like I don't feel like it's not – everyone wants to go on a different assignment after a while. Like if you just work patrol for 30 years, it just kind of I'm sure gets very boring and very stagnant. Um, The excitement comes with doing your different assignments and things like that. But I also feel like admin adds stress to you at different times too just in different ways Mm. because you're now dealing with more what I consider to be political BS um, rather than just like going on your typical – I don't know, shoplifting, petty thefts, Mm -hmm. things like that. You know how to handle that after a while. But the political stuff, that's more of a mental mind thing at the same time for me.
0: So so then Jaime. Which kind of stress would you rather deal with? The admin side or being on the streets?
2: Being on the streets all day.
0: Really? Yeah.
2: I I've already told you guys that the assignment that I have is has eaten me up alive. It has costed me relationships and I'm okay to talk about it. Um and I'm okay that if people at work listen to it too, because I still go to work and I still kill it at work. I yeah. still do my job. Right? I wasn't
0: say no one's want to want to wants to do that. Assignment yeah, it, now.
2: it would be it would be different if I sat here and talked about it that you know, and but I, and then I went back to work and I sandbagged it. But I don't. I go back to work and I do my job because that's mm-hmm. my duty. Um, and I've always been raised that way, so I I believe in working hard wherever I go. But, um. It, 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 my job is like thankless, right? I work internal affairs, and like, a, you know, I deal with police misconduct, and you know, ninety eight percent of it is is all BS because cops are out there, they're really out there doing the good thing, and they're they're not being malicious. And mm-hmm. it's that small two percent that cops screw up or do something stupid, and they're gonna pay the price for it. But to me, I loved working the streets. I I, I would get a sense of satisfaction out of like getting like a good arrest, or like getting in a pursuit, <laughs> or like man, I remember going home and i and i tell my team this like we literally talk about this like once or twice a week that i had satisfaction in doing that it made me feel good because i felt like i made a difference not that what i do doesn't make a difference it just felt different to me when i was on the streets and i was like chasing bad guys and i was with my team and we were like catching you know felonies high risk stuff and like when i was working gangs and when i worked at SIU man i would leave the work day and i would feel so good about myself like i would sleep good i'm like fuck yeah man we just caught like this murder suspect I fucking felt so good like I had life in me and because now I sit at a desk and I just stare at a computer all day and I feel like I sink in my chair and it's an evil let me just it's a necessary evil it has to be done Yeah, it has to be done I get it it has to be done Um, and somebody has to do it and it was just my time to do it right Um, and I'm there's a light at the end of my tunnel I believe that I'm coming to an end of it um but it has put me through the ringer man it has it has put me through the ringer and i would I, take the stressors any day of the streets <laughs> than what i'm doing right now
0: i feel like i feel like you thrive off of high risk high reward <sighs> yeah cuz i feel like you know running the streets i mean okay like let, you could correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like chasing a murder suspect compared to chasing a paper trail the risk is Dude, it's you that, know.
2: it's that dopamine you just yeah. said it like I, I tell people this right I've been on our SWAT team for 15 years and after 15 years like the training sometimes they get repetitive and sometimes you're like oh boy we got to do this again <laughs> right sometimes it gets a little bit old and I always tell dudes this you know why I stay on the team well, I stay on the team for two reasons one because I like the guys that are there like I like the guys that are there it's we're like it's a brotherhood I like mm-hmm. the guys that are there and if something happens I want to be there with them number one number two. I stay there because when we have like high risk situ- like warrants or something like that, or we have like emergency call-outs. When we go from like our pre-stage area to like our wherever, like the house, our primary area that we're going, there's like this, you know, we we there's like usually like a one or two minute travel time. I'm on that team because of that. When I leave the pre-stage area to our primary, there's like this butterflies that I get in my stomach every time, bro. And every in fifteen years, every time I leave the, the pre-stage, I always give myself the sign of the cross, bro.
0: Nice.
2: Always, because I'm like, I get these butterflies, and that's what, it's that little, those butterflies dude, that just sustains me. It's like, although it's like, it's the unknown. I fucking love that feeling. I'm like, I He's love it.
0: Chasing the adrenaline. Yeah, I love that out. feeling. Mm. Nothing
2: else compares to that.
0: Yeah, I, I so. good. Oh, uh, I was just gonna say, I, you know, I, I envy that a little bit, because yeah. deploying, um coming back, there's no high like an adrenaline high. And I've told Emily this, like when she's asked me so many times, like when I've looked into potentially getting to law enforcement and stuff like that, um, I'm like just that chase that I'm chasing that high again. You yeah. Know? And so and so I I I see where you're coming from because dude, like I I would love to have that yeah. feeling again. Um but Emily kind of brought me down from that cloud because she's like you know if you're chasing it for the wrong reasons yeah. it's gonna it's yeah. gonna come back at you
2: I was these guys yesterday we had an emergency call on our team and you know we we went you know got to our SWAT office we were at LAPD training we went to our SWAT office and we had an emergency call in the city barricaded suspect and man there is nothing better than seeing like 12 cars 12-15 SWAT cars in a conga line yeah. like going code 3 down the street and just owning the street like it's yeah. just dude that's just like that feeling is just like that, adre- that adrenaline that just like you don't know what's gonna happen and mm-hmm. like man, I live for like those two minutes and most people are like <laughs> bro that's that's
3: it like that's why yeah I do it like yeah. it just
2: it gives me life right it gives me a little bit of life for it's like so exciting to me man Like yeah. and, and that's why I still do it
3: it's so true and it's like and that was kind of what I enjoyed the most from it and I, growing up in competitive soccer, it was, I mean, obviously not to the same scale, but it's the same thing. It's like you, you warm up with your team, you're going to play a national championship final. You get your three minutes with your coaches putting on your uniforms and stuff. And you're talking about a game plan and hyping yeah. each other up. You walk out to the national anthem and then you play the game. And it's like, those are the things that you miss the most. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing, like, for me, like, I'm always a little more hesitant to talk about, like, the law enforcement side because I was only in it for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. But for me, the, the best times that I had were like, okay, we have... I mean, I remember my first call, like it was not first call, but this was my first week of FTO is we had a barricaded suspect on PCP in his house. And I'm like day three, like out of the academy. Right. And I'm like already hairs up, like I'm freaking out. But the thing that actually settled me down was when I got there, we had a, uh, I don't know what he was at that time, probably a corporal. Um, He got everybody together and we had like a two minute quick, like here's the layout, here's the house, here's this, here's the game plan, here's what we're going to do. And I went immediately into my soccer mode of like, Mm. this is it. This is my prep for the game and game time's coming right now. So that's, that's what I live for. Like the, the, (laughs) the butterflies in your stomach type feeling and then going and executing. And I mean, in law enforcement, you're not always going to execute to perfection. Like you have to be on your toes for anything too. But the moment of executing, getting the job done, and then after the fact, it's like, that's that's everything. That's that's why I do it, that's why, what I love, and that's what kept me going. Um, and then like, the, like I said, like the admin side of it, more political side for me is like, I don't know if you guys all remember, but like taking a psych test, or I don't know if you took a psych test when you had to do like get into it, and it's like you answer like two hours worth of multiple choice questions, and you're just <laughs> sitting there like a zombie starting to answer them, and it's like, that little I would I would rather go to a par, uh, barricaded suspect call a million times than take those stupid psych tests again. <laughs> like, and that's just the way that I am. Where it's like I don't want to deal with like the strenuous sitting at a desk, circling A, B, C, and D. Yeah. I want to be in a little bit more action and kind of like that's like I said that's how we grew up. Like so, for me.
0: So obviously the two aren't a hundred percent comparable as far as fitness to going to a call like that. You can't really compare them, but. Do you guys, do you guys uh, get that feeling occasionally with working out or anything like that? Take it away, Corey.
2: <laughs> well, for me, I <laughs> mean, I mean, he's I think, more of an athlete than me. So yeah, it's like... I think mine's a little different though. I mean, I
3: come from, like I said, I think that's also why I get to this. Like, I, I've been a competitive CrossFit athlete, not nearly to the level of like Eric and the CrossFit Games athletes. But that's what I'm always chasing, which is why I think I'm at that level where I can be competitive and do things because I live for that. So when I go to competitions and do things and even the workouts here, like the minute beforehand, I'm executing a game plan in my head. (laughs) I'm trying to execute it in the workout. So then when I get to the point where it's like 10th minute of the 12 minute workout and everyone's dead tired, I am trying to execute the plan that I put in it beforehand because that was – Like I said, that's how I grew up of, of those Mm -hmm. things. But as a not competitive and just kind of coming to the gym, like when I was just trying to work out and not be competitive, to me, it was a little different. Like I would try to do it, but I would almost like, I wouldn't execute the way I wanted to execute Mm -hmm. and do things. So it was almost a little more difficult to do at that time.
2: Here's something that we can relate to though. I'm gonna answer your question. My my answer to your question is yes. Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And you know what it is? You know, what's worse than the workout itself? Those 10 second countdown. (laughs) 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 That's when the butterflies come to me. And I look around and I know everybody else has them. You know why? Because nobody can ever stay still. Everybody, watch, next time watch, tomorrow we work out watch everybody when the 10 second everybody can't stay still they're like moving around because they yeah. got those little butterflies I'm like shit I know this is gonna suck right now
0: and that's true because usually those those final 10 seconds I'm trying to take the biggest hits of oxygen <laughs> before I, like thinking that those three hits of oxygen are gonna like help me but they never do the only reason why I asked and I'm gonna let you finish yeah. what you we were gonna talk about is because i feel like at this point that's just what i'm trying to chase now that (laughs) adrenaline you know and for me um this is going to sound horrible and i'm probably gonna make crossfit sound bad but to me i like pushing myself to that brink of like holy crap you're like this you're redlining the entire time um because then i'm almost testing myself i'm like all right, bro. I was like, it's time to kick in that adrenaline. Like, it's it's really you're, you know you're you're pretty much playing with the reaper now. Like, come <laughs> on, dude. You're not saying that I'm gonna die literally, but I get to those points where I'm like, dude, my engine is just going nonstop. And even Emily has commented. Uh, it was during the open actually. Um, we had left <laughs> one of the opens, and she was like, uh, she was like, uh, she's like, oh, uh, she's like, I don't, I don't like watching these like the workouts and i'm like well why not she's like because you look like you're like you're dying i was like because i am because <laughs> i am dying you know
3: it looks exactly she's like, like that.
0: why would you want to do that i'm like because i enjoy it
3: i was like because it's
0: fun you know she's like it's fun almost dying i was like you you won't get it i was like you're not gonna get it because it's it's I, we're chasing a high that we felt before that you know that that's just like the closest thing that i feel to that high oh, now but uh but what were you gonna say hi
2: no that was it, it you know that it's those like i get the butterfly still i okay. still get them here that's why i come that's why i come here because like that 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 little countdown and the, especially the loud you're like doop, doop,
3: doop. <laughs> i'm like three yeah. two one <laughs> right there, dude. I'm like, <laughs> yeah
0: I, I i was you know i I always laugh because you, dude, you said this reference, and and ever since you said it, I, I just I crack myself up when you say circling the drain, you know, and <laughs> and I always push myself to that point. I'm like, okay, how far am I circling the drain? I was like, can I still swim out of the drain yeah. if, if I push myself a little too hard? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, you know, I I try to push myself to to get that 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 adrenaline pump, that that high again, um, because I think ultimately it leads to. Uh, my mental, you know, well-being Because after I finish it After I've calmed down and I've caught my breath I'm like, damn, bro If I could survive that Dude, I could survive fucking anything Like, I could make it through anything
1: But but I think that eventually catches up to you too Because I've come to the point where I, Monday to Saturday Non-stop mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden my body just uh-uh. Oh, no, for sure, for sure And even though the what I'm trying to Um... How I try to reduce my stress, that just kind of keeps adding and adding. And then with no rest time in between, I think my body just says, nah, no more. But here's the thing is I don't think fitness alone
0: is the answer to a better uh, state of mind. Um, I think there's also secondary and tertiary solutions Mm to it. For me, my main solution is fitness. That's what helps me to decompress to do things but i also do other things which is something like this you know open up talk to you guys things like that i keep you know i have my close circle who i open up to and whatnot um and then you know anything else that you want to try whether it's therapy whether you know whatever it is um i just know for me my answers were is fitness you know that's usually what helps me whereas some people it's the other way around therapy is their their number one source mm-hmm. to get past okay. certain things so i'm not saying that you know just stick to one thing and only do that to help yourself mentally mm-hmm. um but you know I'm, you can exhaust different outlets at the same right. time I may,
1: I may be putting like a band-aid over a gunshot wound
0: oh part. dude 100 <laughs> percent you are hundred percent. You bottle? know, we we love you. We, <laughs> well, I love you, and I, I and I will tell you as it is, dude. A hundred percent. You you are trying to stop a fucking avalanche damn. with a damn shovel.
3: Well, you tell me too. Like this is this is part of the reason that I loved the CrossFit gym when I first got into it, um, and part of the reason that I opened it too. I know that I competed and did some stuff like that, but it's the moment you finish the workout. Sometimes you maybe go a little too hard and sometimes you got to, you know, visit the bathroom and see if you got to puke or something. (laughs) But normal workouts, you're out of breath, you lay in front of the fan, you do that. But you do that with your buddies Mm -hmm. and the conversations and the friendships that come in that hour after finishing the workout Mm -hmm. is massive. And to me, that's like I just released all these things. Exactly. I just released it and i'm now at this comfortable space where i feel open to talk to people and it's the that one hour after the workout where i think the best friendships best conversations are made yeah and that's the same thing that i think like like you guys are doing here and it's like it you you release all the endorphins you're sweating you're doing your thing and then afterwards you feel better oh yeah you feel great and that allows you to open up and connect with your buddies
0: yeah, and, and I agree with that 100. percent I, I think um, you know different situations or different outlets. It's going to open up a different jar, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, like I said, wait, wait,
1: wait. I'm trying to do my jar.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's a t- that's a tight lid. <laughs> you need some WD forty on your that's lid. That's
2: a tight lid,
1: on Surge. We work on that still.
0: But yeah, and I, I agree with you, Corey. You know, I, I think and you um, can't
3: work out. You can't work out twenty four hours a day. Like no. and that can't be your only way to do it. But you right. have to find other ways. Just like that hour after you finish the workout and you're talking. Like I see you guys all the time when you guys all work out together. You usually go outside and it's a little cooler out there, and mm-hmm. you guys talk. Just straight talk mm-hmm. for an hour. Hour and a half. Nobody leaves immediately after, unless they have something to do. Mm -hmm. And I think it's about finding that outlet in other things throughout your day too. That is vital. Here's
2: a good question, and I think about this myself. Right, we we all work out together,
3: like
0: you know, Monday through Saturday. Some of us hit and miss, right? But Mm -hmm. we're Monday through Saturday, right? Like some of us miss more than others. Yes, and I'm only speaking about myself. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But for the like the most part, (laughs) our our group, right, Monday through Saturday, and then we like hang out. (laughs) Outside of it, yeah.
2: Outside of work, too. Yeah. Right. I think most people would look at it and be like, dude, you guys are like, don't you guys get tired of each other seeing each other in the gym at CrossFit? You guys, like, still hang out after work, you know? But I think it's like a family, though, right? Oh, like no. like, yeah, 100%. It's like hanging out with your family. Like, you just. Yeah. And,
0: and, and not even, and not saying that that the other people that we don't hang out with aren't family. You know, I, I genuinely call, you know, those who attend GSA, you know, everyone here is a family. But yeah. obviously, you have your closer-knit brotherhood or sisterhood or whatever you may call it and which is fair because i'm yeah. sure other people they have their own crowd that they you know stick to yeah. and then which is fine um but but yeah it's 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 you just got to find your your outlet to- <clears throat> and that mm-hmm. goes back to like the happiness right like
2: like this this gym has created something good at mm-hmm. least at least for us like right yeah, we have did. our little tight group but we're not just we're not closed off like we've invited a bunch mm-hmm. of people like from this gym mm-hmm. to to come hang out with us like you just come hang out like we've had mm-hmm. we've had good times with high men like you know Mm -hmm. just you know coach like a bunch of people just have just hung out with us and like it's it's like nice dude like that to me that's happiness to me right like hanging out with my friends and like that Mm -hmm. that mentally for me that's good it it like makes me forget about like the stresses at work um it's just good man we don't talk about work stuff because you guys aren't cops and like that like you know we fuck we just do we eat and we
0: fucking make pasta that takes fucking five hours <laughs> to make and, it was delicious though and you know just shit like um, that
2: and just drink and or whatever you know
0: yeah but i think you know kind of bring it back as, as we we close it up here soon um you know i definitely want to reiterate that that what, whatever you're dealing with depression anxiety you know stress that you don't have to use one outlet to find your answers or your solutions. Um, you know, exhaust all answers, all solutions, um, because, you know, it's it's trial and error. Like I've said, ther- therapy, whatever type of therapy it is, it's not a one-size-fits-all. You know, what's going to work for you, Jaime, isn't going to work for me, and what's going to work for me isn't going to work for Surge and yeah. Serge, Corey, you know, things like that. Um, So for you know Everyone out there listening I definitely want to emphasize that Whatever it is You are dealing with um, Just find that outlet Um, Don't be ashamed to Either ask for help Or seek answers Because there really is no shame in that Um, I think the true shame is When you Know you have to go for answers And you don't want to You know um, I think that's where, where you need a, you you should want to dig a little deeper for stuff like that. Um, so yeah, listeners out there, exhaust every option and possibility to uh, make yourself a better person. You know, not just not not just for those around you, but for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, I, at least for me, I don't want to you know go six feet under and go with you know my heart filled with. Regret or anything like that, you know. Once I go, I, I definitely want to go with a with a heart full of happiness and and be like, hey, you know, I lived a good life and I made mistakes, but we learn from them, you know. Agreed. Yeah. But uh, Corey, yes. One last question for you. Answer. Coming. Um, what advice would you give to uh, that cop? first responder or even military um that you know seems to that they, they've lost their ways with fitness and uh it's potentially <clears throat> potentially leading them down a, a path of you know uh, mental issues i should say mm-hmm. um what kind of advice would you give them
3: i think it just kind of goes off of what you were just talking about in terms of finding your outlet so it might not be I mean, maybe fitness isn't the answer for you, right? And for me, like one thing that I used to tell members that are coming in, it's not necessarily about going to the CrossFit games to compete and be fit. But what we do here is is functional fitness for the most part. Obviously, we add barbells and things, but it's functional movements. So it can be something family-related where it's like I want to have grandkids that one day I can play with in the yard and pick up or maybe just your kids in general. Um so if it is fitness and you're not necessarily doing it for yourself to be an athlete do it so you can function. Mm-hmm. Um I I mean even my grandparents now are getting to the age where I mean walking is a struggle um things like that and that's it's tough where it's like you you remember growing up of like running through the grass and mm-hmm. things like that and eventually time catches up. Mm-hmm. Um but it's like you, you need to have that ability to function with your family for the most part if you can. Yeah. Um, if it's not fitness, then it's like you were talking about. Find your outlet where it's like, I mean, you want to try to find it with positive things where it can be reading books where you get so lost in the books and or something like that. Don't try to find it in short-term things where it's like don't find it in your midnight DoorDash order. Don't find <laughs> it in the bottom of a bottle. Yeah. Where it's like find it in mm. things that are constructive and positive that are going to lead you into a better life.
1: Mm. <whistles> no, Mister Hat, pastrami's burger. <whistles> occasionally, occasionally, because those are good. <laughs> That's nice. Oh yeah, those are good. Very true. Well,
3: damn,
0: damn, Corey, you're sharing some no some good old wisdom. Time. No so short I, I want to hear <laughs> term, long term. So, Mister Mister Pensive or Mister Pensive. Sensitivity. Intensivity. I am Mister Mister Pensive. Said he'll. Anything from you, brother? Before we finish up,
1: can can I skip for a bit? And let me think about my sure, climate. sure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, take your time, Jaime, <laughs> Anything from you, brother?
1: Yeah, I just want to give a,
2: a shout out to uh, Corey and Kaylin. You guys got a th- good thing going here. I know I told you that in the first episode, um, and I would always, I would also say this that uh, you okay, brother? Strong, Jeez. yeah.
0: That that that, put, that up, uh, <laughs> hit the wrong that pipe. That huh? That's it. <laughs> <that's laughs> <that's laughs> Evolved bourbon it's delicious
2: um i would say that to the listeners here at least those in the local area um after listening to us talk if if you're interested like it's my you know i highly recommend if you don't have a fitness regimen get a Mm -hmm. fitness regimen and i highly recommend that if you're thinking about it come to gsa you know if you're thinking about joining um, I'm not saying this because I'm getting a discount. I'm not selling it. <laughs> but look, it has helped us, right? And not only has it helped us physically, it has helped us mentally because we, oh, yeah. we have a family here. We've built friends here that are going to last a long time, right? Yeah. At least I hope so. Um, and, you know, you come here. Corey even gives you a couple free days, I think.
3: A couple a free free week, days. baby. Okay, free so week.
2: you come here. You get a free week. I mean, yeah. who, dude, there's gym, gyms that don't do that. Oh you know, no! My neighbor just started CrossFit at Eastville Athletics, and I told him to come here. But because he lives right, down, we live right down the street from yeah. Eastville Athletics. He's like, bro, it's so close to me. I'm like, dude, you get a free, you get a free week at my gym, though. Eastville Athletics doesn't give you a free week. Wow! So come here, come check it out, get a free week, get some a fucking amazing ass workout, and you'll probably fall in love with it. And you and you join, dude. You become part of yeah, a family, yeah. and and. Um, this is a great gym. You guys got a good yeah. thing going here, uh, Corey. And I'm glad you guys are doing a, uh, you know, a podcast too. I think that's great. Um, so I just want to give you guys a shout out, both of yeah. you guys, uh, for, uh, for building a good thing here and, and for being the reason really why we've come together and why we're, we're so tight and actually why we even started this podcast, man. Mm-hmm. Like this, this, this gym has, has, I think has been life altering for, mm-hmm. for all of us. Oh like, yeah. It yeah. really has. So, appreciate it. Keep it up, brother. Um, yeah. We appreciate it. And uh, thank you guys, man. Both of you and. Yeah, yeah. Gold, you standard and gold, gold Standard Athletics
0: out of Rancho Cucamonga. Hey. Corey Hostetter. You know? Yeah.
3: The Corey, Corey Hostetter. See us at the CrossFit the. Games in next week. Ooh, That's Lori Pruitt. Shout out, Lori Pruitt. Lori Pruitt. Right. of right. yes, Madison, Wisconsin. Dang. Yeah. No, but I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. All right. Back
0: to you. Oh, was, sure it, was it
3: enough time? <laughs>
0: Can you twist the lid again? We need to. <laughs> okay, maybe <right>. you <laughs> need to open it a little bit more and you'll find ready, something.
2: Ready, ready, guys. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jars loosen
3: up. Yeah, all right. There
2: you go. Loosen up a little bit more.
1: Well, no, but I've been doing this for like, nine years almost, doing CrossFit. It has helped me mentally kind of decompress. And I think I've come to the point when just hearing you guys today that I may need something else. Ain't no shame in that, brother. No, no, no. There's no shame. No, I'm not, I'm not saying there's, there's any type of shame in asking for help. But it is an outlet and it has helped me. And eventually, I mean, you, you can only eat your stress so much. You know, mm-hmm. you can work it out so much. Um, I know it's, and no, there's other alternatives, too. So mm-hmm. well, thank you, guys. Thank you, really.
0: No, yeah. thank you, brother. Thank
1: you. Can we get one more twist?
0: <laughs> 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 but uh, on that note, Corey, <laughs> thank you again for joining us. Hey, you know, we appreciate you, man. Brother. You know, even though when the wads yeah, are disgusting. Thanks, and even though you take this, this week, we love them, I think we love yeah. them. we love them this I, week.
2: I haven't been here. You give so. me but Corey. You give me butterflies. Hey. Just remember, you give me butterflies.
3: Hey, That's ten seconds, I'm Corey. Just gonna, I'm just going to send you a text at like one o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and it's going to say three, two, <laughs> one.
0: Those 1. Corey. You you make me <laughs> nauseous. Yes. Well, sorry about it. I'm going to distract uh, Jaime from his bed <laughs> or his bread making at two o'clock in the yes, morning. Yes, the
3: peanut butter balls <laughs> making bread.
0: But again. Thank you, Corey, so much for joining us, man. We truly appreciate you. We appreciate GSA, everything you guys bring to the table, and what you guys have to offer, and everything you've done for, for us, and you know, especially me, man. The fact that you know, I've been able to do this with you. So, uh, thank you again, Corey, for being uh, being with us again. Um, you know, we'll definitely bring you back on. You know, we do enjoy the conversation with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but on that note, we are your hosts, Sergio. Hi, man. I'm Q. Cheers, gentlemen cheers cheers brother. cheers clink 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 whiskey and war stories out